Luke chapter 5. And we are going to read from verse 1. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them, and they were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I'm going to go back to the first verse, and we're going to read these few verses one more time as the Holy Spirit wants me to. So it was as the multitudes pressed about him to hear the word of God. I want to underscore the words, hear the word of God. Why did the multitudes come there? You know, a lot of times, you know, we hear people say, okay, people come for bread and fish. Yes, they did. But here you see, you have multitude who come to see Jesus, not only to see miracles, but to really hear the word of God. There's a desire to hear the word of God. There's a desire to sit at the feet of Jesus. What Christ is teaching is very important. And these people who valued the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ came over there. And these are not just few in number. There's a multitude there. So when the Spirit of God moves upon a place, upon a town, upon a certain area, the Spirit of God draws the hearts of people towards God. And at that point, what happens? People come to hear the Word of God Almighty. The emphasis the Spirit of God is emphasizing here is the pla- the emphasis that God is placing here is upon the working of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit works, He draws the hearts of the people to the Father. When the Holy Spirit works, all of a sudden, people who have other things, they drop that to come to sit and hear the Word of God. It's not just to see miracles. It's not just to get something. But this is for the soul. There's a drawing of God. God is drawing them towards himself so that they can hear the word of God. The desire to hear the word of God comes from God himself. We have to understand. If you don't have a desire for the word of God, you can ask God for that. But you cannot say that, okay, I asked God for that, but I'm not going to sit and do anything about it. Our involvement is very important. The multitudes were drawn to the Savior. And you know what they did? They shut down everything for the Word of God. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. If you want God to do a substantial thing in your life, you need to be someone who will be willing and be ready to shut down everything to hear the Word of God. All these people were not people who had nothing to do. They had lots of different things to do. But they made up their mind to give priority to the word of God. And they said, we are going to be what Jesus is. We're going to hear what Jesus says. They came to hear the word of God. The multitudes pressed about him to hear the word of God. And he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. So Jesus Christ is standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And the people are coming here. And they're thronging. They're, they're just 
press in. They are pressing each other. For what? Not for them to just get something, but really this is something that God is doing in the lives of the people that they're not coming there to gain some money. They're not coming there, you know, to see some new product release. They're not coming there for some earthly gain. But there's a spiritual awakening that's taking place. There's a revival that is going on where Jesus is working, where Jesus is ministering. There's a drawing of the Spirit of God that is taking place where people are being drawn by the Spirit of God to where Jesus Christ was. And multitudes are coming. For what? To hear the Word of God. Let me tell you this. If God is genuinely working in a place, the Spirit of God will draw the people towards Jesus Christ, towards where God is working, and multitudes will come. It is important for us to know, when the Spirit of God works, multitudes will come, multitudes will come to hear the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where Jesus is, His word is, the word will do the rest. The word will come forth from the throne of God and the word will impart grace. The word will impart healing. The word will impart peace. The word will impart joy. As we heard yesterday, the word will do everything. Multitudes came to hear the word of God. They all came to hear the word of God. And what is Jesus doing? Jesus is there to teach the people. He saw the people come and he did what he alone do, which was impart his word. The living word of God is standing there and the living bread is there and he's giving the spiritual food for the people who all came to see Jesus and to hear from him. So there's a purpose. Be intentional when it comes to your spiritual well-being, your spiritual welfare. These people were intentional. They said, we want to go and hear the word of God. It's not that, oh, some some magician is there, we want to go see. No, it's not because of curiosity they came. They came to hear the word of God. They came with a definite purpose. They said, we want to come and hear what God is speaking at this hour. We want to hear. They knew God is speaking. They knew God's word is here. And they came to hear the word of God. They knew where they were going. They knew what they were going for. May that be said of you. What? are you going for? Do you know where you're going? We need to have that settled here. I know where I'm going. I know I'm going to hear the word of God. And this is why I'm here in the house of God. When we come to the house of God, we need to be prepared on the inside, prepared on the outside, prepared to hear the word of God, prepared to receive what God has for us. Because the word of God is the living bread. He nourishes our souls. God nourishes our souls. And the word of God brings healing to our mind, healing to our body, healing to our spirit, healing to everything, every part of our being. And they all came to hear the word of God. Multitudes came to hear the word of God, not to see a gimmick. They came to hear the word of God. Not just because, oh, you know, my my dog is sick, my cat is sick, and my daughter is sick, my son is sick, and that's why I'm going. And once I receive the healing, I disappear. There are a lot of people like that. But these are genuine people who came to hear the word of God. Multitudes came to hear the word of God. This is the reason. People like these were among the 120 were in the upper room. People who really came to hear the word of God were the people who later became people who turned the world upside down.
if you want to be among those whom God will use, we have to give priority to the word of God. We have to be what Jesus is, to hear what Jesus says, to do what Jesus says, and then God will make us into his people who would go and win souls for Jesus Christ. I have to be where he is first. And then he does his working in me. So that's what they did. Multitudes pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. His first goal, focus, was on the multitude. You know why? Because the multitudes came to hear the word of God. If you would genuinely seek God for his word, if you would genuinely go after God for his word, know this for sure. God will visit you. God will come and speak to you. God will teach you. God will give his word to you. You Go after the word. The word will be after you. Write this down. You go after the word. The word will come after you. You go after the word. The word will come to you. That's a beautiful, beautiful work of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit draws us to himself and he comes to us where we are because we are where he is. So we need to be where he is and he comes and he visits us in a powerful way. Jesus saw the multitudes coming to him for the word of God. When they came to him for the word of God, he came there, he said, I'm going to make time and I'm going to do whatever it takes in order to feed these people here, feed their soul. So he prepares to feed the multitudes. He prepares to give the word for the people. He did not do anything else. He said, this is my first priority. People are here to hear the word of God. I'm going to give them the word of God. Those who seek me with all their hearts, they shall find me, God's word says. If you go after the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, God will give everything that you need in order to become everything that God wants you to be. You have the desire, you do what you should do. He will come and he will fill you with what he alone can fill you with. It's a beautiful combination where God comes and he draws you. When he draws you, you go. That's the important thing. God can draw and if you don't go, you miss out. But when God draws you, when the Lord gives you a nudge in the morning, when you're not able to fall asleep and you know that you should pray and in your heart you feel like, I should get up and pray. But at the same time you feel, well, I don't want to get up now. Let me try to fall asleep. Let me see if I can sleep. And if I'm not able to sleep, let me try then to pray. You know what will happen? A lot of times, you will fall asleep because Satan will come and give you sleep at that time because he will not want you to pray. When you're not able to sleep and you get the first thought, I should be praying, go with it because when the Spirit of God comes to you, draws you to himself, you need to draw near to him. If you don't, Satan is looking for every opportunity to see how he can quench the fire that God is putting in your life. So it's important not to open the door to the devil. First prompt that God prompts you with. Take that and obey. Don't delay. Don't say, maybe I'll do it later. You can go and do it later, but God won't be there. You won't get the original blessing that God had for you because you missed it when he called you. It is important to be people who are diligent in not only listening, but obeying 
whatever the Spirit of God would bring before you. Now, the people came to hear the Word of God, and Jesus came to give the Word of God, and Jesus gave the Word of God. What did He do? He taught the multitudes from the boat. The greatest teacher who ever lived on the face of the earth, and who continues to live and continues to teach, is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is sitting there and he's teaching. That's what he does every day. Every day in the morning call and every day in our church. Over here he's out on the boat. In our church he comes to that church when we gather together. Over here he comes here just like this. God, wherever we come and gather together and we say, Lord, I'm coming for your word. He comes and he speaks and he visits us and he does something. Living bread, the living word of God, is not like the manna in the Old Testament, the Bible says. Our fathers ate manna. They all died. The manna was to sustain them while they were in the wilderness. Nobody got sick, by the way, because they ate that manna. People were all healthy. Throughout their wilderness journey, the manna sustained them. It had everything. Imagine that small wafer-like thing has all the minerals and vitamins and protein and, you know, amino acids and whatever you need, it's all in there to sustain that body that you're not getting sick at all. Why? Because it's the food that came from heaven. No one other than that group of people has ever tasted that. They never will. We have something even far more superior, the Bible says, which is Jesus Christ himself, the living manna, the real manna from heaven, that when we take that, when we take his word and when we eat it, when we take that in, what happens? He says, you're never going to die. Your soul, the Old Testament manna, nourished the body, but you know what? The New Testament manna, the Lord Jesus Christ, nourishes your soul and not only your soul he nourishes your body the bible says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god the word of god is not only sustaining it's not only meant to sustain your spirit and your soul but it's meant to sustain your body also so the manna in the old testament was meant to sustain their bodies but jesus christ the living man or the living bread he came down from heaven so that we can be made whole spirit soul body god wants to make us whole spirit soul and body so when the word of god comes to us jesus christ himself he comes and he strengthens our bodies he strengthens our minds he strengthens our spirits he does a thorough work a total healing work that god does So when the word of God comes, he comes there to heal, to restore, to sanctify, to make us like Jesus Christ in every way. For the healing of our bodies, for the healing of our minds, and for the healing of our souls, the word of God is enough. God's word is enough for us. We must believe that. We must believe that God's word is enough for us. You must believe God's word is enough for you. His word is enough for your physical healing. His word is enough for your spiritual healing. His word is enough for your growth, your spiritual growth. His word is enough for your mind. His word is enough for everything. The moment you take the word of God to become your sufficiency, that you take the word of God to become your everything, the word of God at that moment will become everything for you. This is God's word. I'm not saying some story here. This is the truth. Those who take God's word for every need of their lives 
will have God's word meet every need of their lives. Write that down. Write this down. If you take God to be your sufficiency in every area of your life, then He will become your sufficiency in every area of your lives. If you say God is enough for me over here, but in that area I'm not going to bother with that, then what's going to happen is. Whatever area you open the door for God and you believe God for that, God will bless you in that area. God will take over those areas. The other areas, they're going to be lacking because Jesus is not in every area of your life. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. Take the word of God and say, Lord, your word is enough for me in every area of my life. For my finances, your word is enough. For my health, your word is enough. For my marriage, your word is enough. For my bodily healing, your word is enough. Lord, for my mental strength, your word is enough. Lord, for my children's health, your word is enough. Lord, for my education, your word is enough. Lord, for my job, your word is enough. For everything, your word is enough. God said his word is enough. If you take the word of God and you apply the word of God, you cling to the word of God, you believe the word of God, the word of God will prove itself faithful to you in every area of your life, whichever area you believe the word of God. For God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Those who looked to him, their faces were radiant. The faces were never put to shame. You need to dare to step into God's realm. To believe God, to believe His Word, to believe God is to believe His Word, to believe His Word is to believe God. You need to dare to step into the realm of God, to believe God, which is to believe His Word, for everything in your life. If you bring, if you bring logic, you're going to cancel out God's Word. God's Word working in your life. If you bring human will, you're going to cancel out God's word working in your life because God's word is not going to mix with anything else. God's word will stand alone by itself to do wonders. God's word will not mix with your words. God's word will not mix with your choices. God's word will not mix with human desires and human abilities. God's word will stand by itself. If we want God's word to work in our lives, we have to step back and say, Lord, I empty myself before you. You fill me with your word and let your word work in my life. Whatever your word says that I will do. See, it's not like me and the word. It's the word working in my life. I serve the word. Whatever the word says, I will do. We're not partners here, even though we're co-laborers together with Jesus Christ. He's the boss, remember. Whatever he says, we do. And when we come to him, whatever area it is, we bring that to God and say, Lord, you speak, I will listen and obey. Lord, you do whatever you want to do, and I will follow you, and whatever you want me to do, I will do. We need to learn to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ by surrendering everything to him once and for all, and on a daily basis. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. I want you to understand, the word is everything. When you understand the importance of the word, the power of the word, the potency of the word, the integrity of the word, you are going to depend on the word. When you know that this word is so powerful, this word of God is so powerful, it is so powerful, it can accomplish anything in the lives of God's people, then you're going to put your faith in the word of God, which is God himself. The multitudes came to hear the word of God. And you know what God did? He made time 
and room for the multitudes. That's what he did. He said, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to teach the multitudes. I'm going to impart something into them. Jesus' teaching is not just any lecturer would do. No, it's not like that. When he teaches, you know when the word comes? When the word comes, it just does a multi, multi, multiple or multifaceted work. When the word of God is released, the word of God goes and the word of God destroys the works of darkness. The word of God goes and cuts down chains. The word of God goes and clears the mind. The word of God goes and heals someone from the pain. As the word comes, when Jesus is teaching, while he teaches it, so healing will take place. That's the word. He sends his word and he heals his people. He sends his word and he strengthens his people. He sends his word and he raises the dead. The word is present. The word is releasing. What is he doing? He's importing his power into the people. So, when you value the word of God, and when you come running to the presence of God, 1245, you have to be in the house of God to pray for the church. Be there. Be there to pray. You want to receive something, be there. When we need to be there to pray. To pray, to prepare yourselves for the Lord to touch you, for the Lord to visit you. We just don't do all, you know, let three, four people pray and we'll come, you know, later. No, it's a test for you. Are you going to be there when you should be there? Even if nobody is there, are you going to be there? God will bring his servants and do what God wants to do. But are you being faithful to when you are called to being in the house of God? It's very important. Understand this. God sees our earnest desire. Now, if you're sick and you're doing everything and and you're not able to and you're making it to the house of God, God sees that too. There should be no condemnation. They're saying that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm late, so I'm not going to church because I'm not going to be there at 1245 and, and pastor, you know, told this and so I'm not going to know. That's the enemy. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. It's better to be in the house of God coming late than not to be in the house of God. But those of you who can, who can make that effort to be there, do that. And if a brother or a sister, they're coming late, God understands what they're going through and what they went through in order to make it there. God knows that and he honors that sacrifice and he is there for them. People like those who carry the sick person, who were not there in the beginning when the door was open when Jesus entered in, to be there right by his side to look at him. But these people came late and the whole house was full by the time they came. You know how long it would have taken for them to get this man ready and to carry him and come there? Jesus knew all of that. And that's why when they opened the roof, he didn't say, well, you should have came here. If you knew that you needed healing, you should have been here long before anyone got here. Jesus didn't say that. He did the miracle that he alone could do when he saw the roof open and he saw the man come down. When he saw the people let him down, he was so much taken up by their faith. You know why? Even though it was late, he saw that they made the effort to be there. Even when it was crowded and there was no room, he saw that they made the effort to come down. So, nobody should feel condemned. But, if you say that, oh, today, tonight is Saturday. Well, I don't have work tomorrow. 
Church is late, so I'm going to stay up and I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and stay up till late and then fall asleep and then get up late and say, well, it's only church and come to church late. Then you will miss out on everything that God has because at that point, you're not serious about the things of God and God doesn't have to do anything for you. So it takes preparation. When you know Sunday, you have to be in the house of God. Prepare yourself on Saturday. It's tough. If you have to go to bed early, go to bed early. If you have to cook early, cook early. Thank God our church is in the afternoon. Those of you who are sick and you are dragging yourself to the house of God, praise God that you are making it. Don't let the enemy condemn you because of that. And when you see a brother or sister coming in, no one has the right to judge them saying that, well, they're coming in late. You don't have the right to judge them. You don't know what they went through and how they made it. So praise God when you see a brother or sister coming, no matter what time they get in. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this brother to the house of God. Thank you, Lord, for bringing the sister to the house of God. Be like Jesus. We have to have the compassion. We need to be in the house of God to worship him and be there so that Jesus can take the plank out of our own eyes. Be there so that God can work in you. Be there so that you can be there for your brother and sister. So that you can see the Lord work in their lives. And be there so that you can see God work in your life. Life is too short. We need to be a positive influence in the lives of all those who are hurting. Not to be another thorn in anyone's side. But to be someone, if you're able to take even one thorn out of someone, that's a good thing. Less pain for someone else. That's a blessing for you. Jesus said this. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. That means you sow mercy, you will reap mercy. You sow mercy, you'll reap mercy. So when you give priority to the word of God, and you come to the house of God, expecting to hear from God, God will come just for you. God will come just for you. Even if it's one person at the whole congregation, one person who's coming and praying, saying, God, I want you to speak to me. God, I want you to speak to me. Esther said this a few days ago. She said, when she was seven years old, she used to go with us, you know, different times. You know, we went to different churches. Much grief as we, you know, stayed there. Because the presence of God will not be there. So she was telling me, she said, seven years old. She said she decided that she will not eat until she gets home, after the service is over. So she used to fast. You know, Pastor Padipa and I, we used to do that until we come home, you know, from the services. We used to pray because we want the Lord to visit us. So we used to fast and we used to go and the children saw that and we didn't tell them you need to, but this is something God worked in her. So she used to fast and she used to go there and she used to say, she used to go there and she used to look at the pulpit and she said, I couldn't understand anything. She said, I was not able to understand anything they said. And she used to think, mommy and daddy, when they are teaching us at home, she said, we're able to understand we're not able to understand. She said she used to feel so disappointed because she used to fast and go, but was not able to receive anything. She used to come back home disappointed. I mean, we have cried. I have cried in many places. I said, Lord, where is the presence of God? 
that we experience at home. Where is the presence of God here? Where is the, these people? And our heart used to go for the people who are there, sitting, all sitting, laughing at the joke. No life. People coming there week after week after week. It's not one place or two places, many places that we saw. May God help us to have the dedication, the preparation before we go to the house of God to prepare ourselves. We need to go to the house of God expecting God to visit us. Prepare yourself. Pray ahead and prepare yourself. And God will visit you. That's why, even though as a child she fasted and she went there, she couldn't get anything from there. God visited her, honored her faith and honored her sacrifice and honored her expectation. God visited her many times at home. God baptized her in the Holy Spirit early. God visited the children early. You know why? God is faithful. But where we are, by the grace of God, Jesus shows up. Every service, God shows up. If we had to take so much preparation and and desire to hear from God and to see God move and to go with the desire because it's the house of God. We go with the house of God, go with the mindset that we go to the house of God and it's like a club there. Every place, every denomination. The Spirit of God is not there. And the Spirit of God is grieved when He said that the Lord is showing so many things that's happening there. And the Word is not the pure Word of God. The Spirit of God is grieved as you're sitting there and is seeing what is happening. God took us to many places to show the, the state of the church at large. But when you see these things happening and we take preparations, we prepare ourselves and we go there looking for the Lord to do something, looking for God to move there. And you're so disappointed. And you come with burden. Where is your presence, Lord? Why is your presence missing here like this? And you come with grief. If we took that kind of uh, preparation to go when we weren't even, when we didn't even know whether God was going to visit us or not, but we went with expectation. How much more? Think about this. I challenge you today. When you go to a place where God is actually moving, and if you take preparation and go, imagine what will happen. Imagine what will happen. If you really take going to the house of God seriously, I know God honored us. God, God honored us because of the sacrifice and sincerity You know, we had, the children had. God showed what was happening and the Lord spoke to us and God led us in a different way. So it's not in vain. I'm not here to say that, oh, you know, we prayed and we went and God didn't move and so, you know, it was a waste. No, 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 no. Whatever you do in faith and being led by the Holy Spirit, we didn't just do things randomly. We were led by the Holy Spirit to do those things. And we didn't tell our children, you need to do that. No, it was the Spirit of God working in the children. They saw the examples of the parents. But it was God working, you know, many children see, but without the Spirit of God drawing, it was God working in the children. The children wanted to follow Jesus Christ. And as parents, we prayed much for them also. So these things are mentioned here through the Spirit of God, that as parents, pray for your children, number one. Number two, live a life of example before them. 
if your life is before God, if you're walking before God, then your children will see you walk before God. You're not putting on a show over here. I have to be an example. So no, no, no. You be real before God. When you're real before God, your children will see your real life and they will follow you. Automatically, they'll follow you. You know why? There's a transfer that will take place in the lives. Thirdly, you invest in your children. So number one, you live as an example. Your walk with the Lord. Number two, you pray for the children. Number three, you invest in your children. I have to be an example first, not a hypocrite. Number two, I have to pray for my children. Those two are very powerful combinations. And number three, I invest, I must invest in my children. If you want to be successful parents who really train up the children in the ways of the Almighty God, these three things are a must, has to be done. Three things. You... Be an example, you pray for your children, and you invest in your children. That means you teach your children, you open the word of God, you talk to your children about the Lord, you look at their lives and see what is happening in their lives, and you pray with them. You give them the living bread. It's very important. There's a smaller version. What we do is a smaller version of what what God does to us. We have to imitate Christ, and our children will imitate us. It's important. So this is an example that the Spirit of God has brought to us today. For our church to understand that whatever you do in the Lord, your labor in the Lord will never be in vain. So whatever we did back then, many, many years ago, is not in vain. Because God taught so many things that were happening God led us to do, go through this path. God led us to feel the grief of the Father. God led us to pray. God led the children to feel the grief of their Father. And God led them to pray. It is important for our church today. Understand, if you want to be a co-laborer in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to be someone whom God will say, I can trust, If you want to be someone who is filled with the word of God, you must prepare yourself before you go to the house of God. Preparation must be all through the week, but especially Saturday. Pray. Spend time in the presence of God and tell the Lord, I'm going tomorrow to the house of the Lord. Lord, visit me. And same thing when we come together on a Tuesday night Bible study. Or during the fasting prayer. Pray before that. Say, Lord, visit me. Lord, visit me. Lord, visit me. Lord, visit me. Because this is a church service. Just the mode is different. We are, you know, doing this through video conferencing. But it's the same thing. We have to pray before that. Lord, visit me. Lord, visit me. Lord, visit me. Lord, speak to me. Lord, impart something into me. Lord, transform me. It takes preparation. We need to pray before we come to the house of God, come to the presence of God. See, if we are serious like that, God will do something special in the lives of those who are seeking him with everything that is within them. And the change is going to be steady and the change is going to be substantial because God will do something in their lives. As we're going to close for tonight, I want to take, I want you to take this very seriously as the Spirit of the Lord wants you to. Take the Word of God seriously. God wants to do something substantial. 
It's the Spirit of God who draws the hearts of men. God has drawn you here, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Each one, every single person here. God has drawn you. It's the Spirit of God who has drawn you, and you are here. You're not just here because, you know, you just want to come and see. God has drawn you here. Our church is such a church. Pastor Pradeep and I, we pray very, very fervently. Only those whom God allows should come in. And whatever is not of the Lord should be removed. We're not into numbers, but we are into God doing His work in the lives of the people. That means quality work, and when the quality work happens, numbers will automatically happen because the growth will happen. As the growth happens, multiplication will happen. Because every sheep that is healthy is bound to multiply. Every sheep that is healthy is bound to multiply. Jesus said that to his disciples, I'll make you fishers of men. So as a person grows in the Lord, they're going to multiply. They're going to save souls. They're going to bring people to the house of God. That's a byproduct of the spiritual growth of every individual. So the focus is growing. That's what we are praying. And so when God brings you into the house of God, it's the Spirit of God who has brought you here. So you're not here accidentally. God has brought you here. God has a purpose for you here. God wants to grow you. God wants to make you strong. God wants to cause you to multiply. God wants you to grow and multiply. This is God's will. And God is bringing you here. So when the Lord is drawing you here, it is important for you to be present spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, where God is working while He is working. Can't be scattered all over the place. God is drawing, but you have to be there. God draws you, you draw to Him, and He will draw near to you. So the force, the Spirit of God, the breath of God, when He draws us to Himself, it becomes our responsibility our choosing as to whether we're going to go towards this side or we're going to say, maybe tomorrow. And God speak to our hearts today. These people, when the Spirit of God drew them, drew near to God, they came to hear the Word of God. And Jesus, the Word of God, made time for them. And He did something special in their lives. Every time we prepare ourselves and we become intentional in getting to know the Word of God, in getting to receiving the Word of God, in getting the Word of God working in our lives, the Word of God will do something substantial in the lives of those people. Casual visitors will not get what God has. But intentional, true seekers will receive everything that God has for them. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for working in the hearts of your people. Thank you for blessing each and every single brother, sister, child who's here. Father, you're doing a mighty work in the midst of your people. You're coming very soon. And you're preparing a holy, spotless bride before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you will continue to do a mighty work in the lives of your people. 
as we come to hear the Word of God. The Word of God will come to speak to us. So I pray that you will continue to work in the lives of your people. Help them, Lord. Help them, Lord, to take in every word that you have spoken to your people. That the Word of God may do a massive work, a powerful work in the lives of your people. That they may take the things of God seriously. That they may take the presence of God seriously. That they may take coming to Jesus Christ seriously. Hallelujah. Father, do a mighty work. Continue to bless your people, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done this night. I pray may your people draw even more closer to you, Father. Thank you for this seventh day of fasting and prayer. As we have one more day tomorrow, I pray that you'll do something glorious all the more in the lives of your people. So I pray that you'll cause your people to prepare themselves when they come into your presence, O Lord, even tomorrow, as they take in what you've spoken to them today. Thank you, I praise you. I pray, Lord, for every brother, every sister, every child who's here, that you cause them to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Cause them to grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and make each and every single person soul winners for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That they may truly multiply. We thank you, Father. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, for all our church family who is gathered here. Oh, Lord, whatever they need is, whatever they're looking to you for, I pray that you'll answer them from heaven. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you'll bless your people, Lord, each and every one of them, those who are sick, those who are, Lord, looking to you for financial blessings, those who are, Father, crying out to you, Father, due to family problems, and whatever it may be, oh, Father, I pray that you'll answer them from heaven right now in Jesus' name. According to your promise that you've given to us, O Lord, for this month of September, that every iron door be broken in Jesus' name, every bronze gate be open in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And what needs to come to your people, let it come to your people, Father, especially to those who are putting you first and who are faithful to you. Thank you, Lord, I praise you. Bless this word that you've given this night. Let it, Lord, truly, truly, Get into the spirits of your people that they may meditate on it through the night into the day. That the purpose with which you have sent this word be accomplished of Father. And I bless your people with this blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.